Hey y'all, this is Adia and welcome to Sweaty Edges, a show about health and wellness from the point of view of Black women. Hey y'all, how is it going out there? Here's a real quick question for you before we get started. How are y'all? Like really, how are you doing with all that's going on? Um, some people, as far as the pandemic, the states are moving forward to reopening, but cases are going back up. Some states are still in the more constricted, if that's the correct terminology, um, frame of mind as far as how much they want to open back up. But I think at the end of the day, we all need to sit back and ask ourselves, how am I self doing? And um, you might be surprised by the answer. I know for me personally, I've been having my highs and my lows, but it's been okay overall. I think um, I think because I have been working with professionals and people who are really specializing in your mental health. I don't know if I talked to, I think I have, but I've told you about, um, I've been working with a counselor going over two years now. Yay. And it's, uh, it's really funny how the, the, the lessons that she was drilling into my head that I was really resistant to are the same techniques that I'm trying to use and am using as I get through these hard times, but we do what we do. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be good to ourselves and say every once in a while, how are you doing? Also, I want to just let y'all know, um, I did an interview that's coming up uh, with a psychiatrist and she got me hooked up to the Shine app. Ain't sponsored by them, but I will tell you, I have been doing them uh, the app pretty consistently and I feel real good about it. And I like what I like about the app is it tries to meet you where you are in your um, intake of information. So if you need to, if you want to read something, it offers you the uh, uh, that. If you want to listen to something, you can get the auditory. If you want to journal your thoughts and your feelings out and work it, um, work it out like that, they, that's available too. So I'm really interested in how... It's not a one-stop shop. It gives you multiple ways of getting through your feelings and listening to yourself and working on your self-care, as well as I'm liking the articles that they put with them. I, I need the numbers, me personally, so that it gives you that. So that's one thing I'm really proud of myself since the last time I've talked to you is in the morning time, even the days I go to work, because we are back at work. Ah, yay. Um, yeah, it's just... I'm enjoying the fact that I, I'm still able to maintain this routine that I worked really hard um, when we were closed down. So proud of myself. Thank you, boo. Thank you for taking care of you. Love you. Um, today's guest is Dr. Micah, a homeopathic, a naturopath doctor. No, she's a naturopath doctor. Excuse me for that. Um, but I know Dr. Micah since she lived out here on the West Coast. And for years, people have been telling me, Adia, you need to get into, um, into a seeing a naturopath. The experience is amazing. And I've been re really resistant because 
I might go out to work out. I might go and take care of my health and start talking to someone, but I'm still addicted to sugar. <laughs> and I was, I'm not quite ready to let it go because we know throughout what part of the journey, the path that you're on, you still have to make the decision mentally. This is my time. I'm ready to give it up. But here's the flip side. In a couple of months, I'll be 40. And um, a girl's body is talking to her. And I, as much as I don't want to give up the sugar, I know my body is getting this close to saying, if you don't give it up, we're going to have some real problems here. So as you hear us talking, I want you to pay attention to it because I try to be slick about talking about this fictitious uh, possible patient, but y'all know it's me. I'm asking questions for me and because yeah, I need some help. All right, y'all, with that being said, let's get into it. Hey, Dr. Micah, how's it going? Hello, Adia. I am uh, adjusting and trying my best to create during this during this um, unprecedented time. How are you? Um, I am doing okay. Yeah, I think we were talking a little before uh, we hit record. Um, we are we are really working hard to try, to try to create some kind of schedule in our lives and. It seems like for us, every few weeks, we uh, we have to hit the reset button. So that's just that's just how we work. So snacks and chill days, right? Absolutely, yeah. Whatever it takes to be able to to make it, like you said, week by week for us is hour by hour. Um, you know, whatever you need to do to to make sure that you and your family are well is is what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right right about now. Um, I even t- I tell myself or I try to tell myself it's more important to be well in the mind right about now. Right. That's that's and then in in the body, right? Those are the two more important things versus whether or not you know the laundry gets done or you were able to record your podcast and <laughs> edit it like you thought you could. So um it's making us put priorities in place, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's where, you know, sometimes it can be, I know for my patients, some of them are having a little bit more difficult time than others. Mm-hmm. Um, folks who are maybe resistant to, you know what I mean? Like prioritizing, mm-hmm. they've been workaholics their whole life. And um, now, you know, you have to work and you, like you said, you have to manage children because the children are home from school or if kids have never gone to school but daycare Mm -hmm. and so you most certainly have to make some shifts yeah yep well speaking of patient let's go ahead and jump into it would you please tell the people who you are and what do you do awesome yes absolutely so i am dr micah allen i am a naturopathic physician licensed in washington state and I'm also a licensed acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist um, in the state of Virginia. So currently practicing just outside of Richmond, Virginia. And I have in totality um, been in the natural medicine realm for the last 12 years. So um, it's, it's, you know, I would say that I'm really happy that I decided to, you know, kind of journey on 
this this uh, realm of medicine because it's you know near and dear to my heart and it resonates with me so it is so very gratifying to be able to share this medicine that's worked for me and my family with patients and clients and see their lives dramatically change so yeah so if we could take you back to the beginning of your career even before that actually one what made you go into medicine one and then what made you choose the naturopathic side versus the quote-unquote traditional medicine side yeah so i will i will say even before naturopathic or conventional um, options um, my first love was animal science pre-veterinary medicine so I have my undergraduate degree in animal science from Florida A&M University. Go Rattlers. Because she's repping, y'all. She's yes, repping. Just, just a smidge. Um, so, and Micah, yes. wait, I'm sorry. Like, I've been forgetting you from the South. Yes. Are you from the South? Yeah. Yes. So I'm from a, actually a small city called South Bay. It's in Florida, Western Palm Beach County. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, I grew up, grew up in South Florida. And then attended Florida A&M, which is in northern Florida, Tallahassee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so while there, I was about a year and a half into school. And, you know, I had grown up, like, with lots of pets. I was an only child, had tons of cousins, but I kept a puppy or a dog, you know. And mm-hmm. um, in high school, volunteered at the local animal shelter, animal hospital. And because my city was so small... The vets would like, they're like, okay, you want to help out? It's kind of like a vet tech. But, you know, I'm in high school, like observing um, surgeries and um, watching, you know, medications be drawn up. And so it was kind of second nature for me when I got to school and I really enjoyed the program, but I found myself being interested in medicine for humans. So I was like, okay, well. For me, I'm an immersive type of person. So I was like, okay, well, let me let me go and volunteer at the emergency room. Um, you know, see what, what this is all about. See if this is something that I might like. So I signed up to be a candy striper. <laughs> so, <laughs> do they, wait, do they still do that? Is it well, dating us now? <laughs> I'm sure probably <laughs> currently they're, you know, currently that's not happening. But right. Um, yeah, but you know, candy stripers basically were like greeters, you know what I mean? Like that's right. Helping people yep. figure out where they needed to go in the hospital. And so I said, I want to be in the ER. And Adia, there would be moments when patients would come in, like trauma patients. And you know, candy striper is not supposed to be overlooking. I'm asking, can I come in for the surgery? You know, people, you know, come in and, and don't make it. I'm like, okay. Can I go to the morgue to kind of see what the, the people were just oh, wow. like, oh, she really is interested. So from there, I was like, OK, I think I think this might I think this might be something that I'm interested in because I also found myself really interested in the backstory. You know, people in the ER, they're an acute presentation. I was just really curious about what landed you here? What happened you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to, to land you here in the ER. So um, there was a, a lovely doctor, gastroenterologist, who was also a pharmacist who. Wait, what? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he would prescribe the medicine and do 
and then make the he would make what's the correct terminology the he would prescribe the medicine for his patients and then do the the compounding essentially or what no he didn't i wouldn't necessarily say he practiced pharmacy or farm pharmacology he was a trained pharmacist but he Uh was also an md so he was a farm d and an md so just lots of lots of training lots of schooling okay um, okay. He had a freestanding clinic that both had a surgical suite and private practice. And so mm-hmm. I did a rotation with him one summer. Um, and basically, you know, I was just like, this is what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to see yeah. people help people. The difference was the parameters in which he did medicine, right? So everybody who come into the GI doc, you got acid reflux. Okay. Everybody's going to get um, Nexium, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just what everybody's going to get. And so what I thought was missing, you know, because those appointments were maybe five to 10 minutes max, because again, mm-hmm. within that um, conventional system with insurance, you know, that first office call is seven to 10 minutes. That's what you get, you know, and you're seeing 15 to 20 patients a day. And so you have to stay on track. You know, you have somebody transcribing your notes. Um, And so what was lacking for me was, you know, we would go to lunch. We would talk a little bit more in detail. He and I would talk about nutrition. We would talk about exercise. We would talk about how stress was an important factor, you know, as it relates to our health. But when we would go in and see patients, that conversation didn't happen in depth, you know? And mm-hmm. so I wanted to have the opportunity to present medicine to people that covered all the bases. Like we didn't have to leave anything out. We can hear mm-hmm. your entire story, take it into consideration, and then give you a plan to move forward with. So that's where naturopathic medicine came. Did you know at the time it was naturopathic medicine, even at that point? Or were you still learning? Were you you still on your discovery journey? Yeah, I did. I had no idea about naturopathic medicine. Again, growing up in um, rural South Florida, you know, the area that I grew up in is most of the economy is based in agriculture. So a lot of uh, farming, um, we're right at the base of, uh, you know, Lake Okeechobee within the Everglades. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I had never really heard or knew what naturopathic medicine was. And to this day, I still don't know where the flyer came from. There was an informational session at the University of Miami from what is now my alma mater, Bastyr University. And Mm -hmm. I told my dad, I was like, I want to go and check this out. I want to go and see what it's about. And I did. And it was it was just like the pieces were put together and this was what I needed to do. So I had never visited Seattle until my <laughs> until my look, none of us did. None of us did into that job. Came. Right. <laughs> and so I was there on my interview for medical school. And I think yeah. it was like June, July, which is peak beautiful time beautiful. in beautiful. Seattle. Right. Yep. Right. The most beautiful place you know, that I've seen in June and July. And so my grandmother had traveled there before and she was like, well, you know, it's not like that all the time. 
Yeah. I was like, well, Grandma, if it's this great in June and July, I'm just going. You can make it. I'm going to give it a try. You can make it. Yep. Yep. So that was that. was that. And the second time I came, I was moving to start school. Okay. So now we have Dr. Micah. Mm-hmm. We have Dr. Micah, who is a doctor in naturopathic medicine and acupuncture, or is that a different time? Because I know uh, Bastyr, those of you who don't know, Bastyr, how do you, would you call it, is a naturopathic medical school? Would you say medical school? Because they do more than medicine, though, like nutrition. Right. So it, yeah, but it's a naturopathic school. Right. So it is, it is one of, um, and I'm really happy you asked that question. It's one of six accredited um, naturopathic medical colleges in North America, but it mm-hmm. does have um, different degree programs, like you mentioned, um, nutrition, um, botanical medicine, midwifery, um, uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Those are all different degree programs that are offered at Bastyr as well. So um, what I did is, again, being immersed in and being uh, just a student of my surroundings during my naturopathic medical, um, you know, transition during that program, I developed frozen shoulder syndrome. And so, yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Like 12 hours of studying, reading, you know, clinical rotations. That'll definitely do it. Um, But somebody was like, have you ever tried acupuncture? I was like, Really, you know, I'm going back to this. You know, I grew up in mm-hmm. South Florida. No. <laughs> no, she grew up in the South, right? She's telling you we don't do that in the South. Well, you know, <laughs> and thankfully that's changing, right? Yes, um, yeah. And so I went and tried it out. You know, I'm like, I get a student discount, so what mm-hmm. else? Let me give it a try. And I go in and I went for six weeks, it completely resolved the frozen shoulder syndrome. And from that point, I marched my little self up to the registrar's office and I said, um, excuse me, can you go ahead and sign me up for um, what was considered then is called the dual track. So you can do the naturopathic medicine program and the traditional Chinese medicine and Chinese herbs concurrently. So I did them at the same time. So let's let's start working on definitions, if you don't mind, Dr. Michael. Okay. What? What is the definition, in your opinion, or if there's a science, a more universal definition, please throw that out of out there at us. But can you start defining naturopathic medicine, what it what it is and is in totality, and then what it is in comparison to, to more traditional medicine? What is acupuncture? What is can you start defining these terminology yeah. for us so we can start getting an understanding of where we at in the medicine, the medical system? Yeah. So I'll I'll speak to the naturopathic medicine portion. Um, so I would describe naturopathic medicine as or naturopathic physicians are, you know, trained in the art and science of both natural and conventional medicine. I think a lot of people, you know, we can get into the legality of the use of the name, license states, things of that sort. But a clinically trained naturopathic physician um, has been trained in both natural and conventional medicine. Um, this medicine is a system that offers safe and effective patient-centered care. And so 
our schooling, you know, you have to have a four year undergraduate degree. A lot of people don't realize that either. They're like, oh, you just went to naturopathic school. And I'm like, no, you know, I have an undergraduate degree and Mm -hmm. I have this graduate degree as well. So we're trained as primary care physicians, currently licensed in 22 states in the United States, including D.C., Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. But Mm -hmm. we have all of the same basic sciences as a medical doctor. So your anatomies, your biochemistries, your pharmacologies, all of that is included in our curriculum. But we Mm -hmm. also are trained in holistic and non-toxic approaches to therapy, clinical nutrition, homeopathic, botanical medicine, counseling, and psychology. So again, when I when I talked a little bit earlier about wanting to be able to approach and understand the full person and who that person is and how they present, we have been, I mean, hammered with all of this information so that we can best serve um, our communities and, and help, help people like actually feel better. Like quality of life is where I'm at. Like, that's my that's my goal is to help you increase your quality of life. And then when you say you you dual study mm-hmm. into the Chinese traditional Chinese medicine herb, mm-hmm. that was in, in correlation with the acupuncture, or that is separate. And then can we just find those terms? Yeah, yep. And so. Traditional Chinese medicine is another separate system. So we can think about these as systems. You have naturopathic medicine. You have traditional Chinese medicine. You guys have probably heard of Ayurvedic medicine. All of those Mm -hmm. are considered systems. So when we look at... And Ayurvedic is more Indian, right? Am I correct on that one? You are, yep. And so a lot of the therapies in Ayurveda are based in Indian culture. Absolutely. Um, And we Mm -hmm. do touch on a little bit of that in naturopathic medicine as well. So we do have some training there also. But um, traditional Chinese medicine, or we can shorten it and say TCM, is the umbrella that includes acupuncture, um, Chinese medicine, which is more herbal medicine, which Chinese herbs and Western herbs are completely different. So those are two different mm-hmm. what we would call materia medicas or um, different systems of botanicals. Um, you're seeing a lot of people in the beauty industry or personal um, industry doing gua sha. So gua sha is a part of traditional Chinese medicine. Twena, which is the Chinese form of massage, is also something that we do in traditional Chinese medicine. Tai Chi, you know, if we're looking at movement and exercise, that falls under the umbrella of traditional Chinese medicine as well. So I have training and expertise in both of those systems. And so this is a podcast, Uh right? Sweaty Edges, that is, is geared towards hearing from Black women to Black women, right? right? Um, That's where we are at. Let's be really real now. It in my experience, and I will say this, I've lived on b- both mm-hmm. coasts now, east and west coast. I did some, some stints in the central area of the United States. But when it comes to non-traditional medicine, I normally do not see black women at all in this field. Right. As far as 
the consumers or the providers or both provider uh, providers mm-hmm. mainly but it i can say that it's rare to hear black women as because you know majority of my friends are black women so i feel comfortable more comfortable saying this non-traditional medicine is not normally a topic in right. the circle is that something that you would say is is true it started and if so are we starting to change like let's start talking about the environment and the demographics that we want to touch here what is the landscape looking like as a professional in the naturopathic Mm -hmm. arena and then as a person who is will be considered a consumer too right because you still you are you receive benefits from this from the naturopathic side how are we looking as black women in this? Arena? Yeah, so I will say medicine as a whole. So if we're looking at conventional, naturopathic, um, you know, just medicine or the health sciences in general, uh, minorities are going to make up a very small percentage uh, as far as representation is concerned. So I would say um, naturopathic medicine is still pretty consistent with that. Um, so mm-hmm. I you know, during my time in school, um, I will say that it was very worldly diverse. Um, but as far as African American or those from African descent, probably made up about maybe five percent of our class. And I think when we look at you know again professional um, medical practitioners we're looking at that, you know, five to 10% of the entire profession, you know? So I will say that it's still consistent and lacking, right? We need more diversity Mm -hmm. because when I have folks who come in or who find me either on the web or from a referral from a family member or friend, they come in and they just like, a lot of times will just give out a sigh of relief. They're just like, I'm so happy you'll be able to understand where I'm coming from. I feel like I can open up. Um, Like I don't have to have this, you know what I mean? Like put on this facade. I do. Um, So it's always, yeah, it's always great. They don't have the cold switch. They cold switch at work and now they don't don't have the cold switch when it comes to their health. Right. And it's no, you know, there's no like, oh, you know, some people might hear this and say, oh, well, that's racist or that's prejudice. But when you, you know, some people will tr- traverse this their entire life and not see anyone that looks like them who is a professional, you know what I'm saying? Or someone yeah, who um, is providing their vital medical care. And so to be able to have that experience is one that's, you know, of huge relief, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so let's start talking about the benefits of naturopathic medicine for our people, right? Uh, we had, on the previous episode, we had um, Dr. Margaret, who is board certified uh, medical mm-hmm. doctor, and she made a, 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 a very big point to say she believes in the holistic approach to taking care of patients or for clients right. or patients. And, and more importantly, she believed in a, in, in a well-rounded approach of right. medical care, medical providers. And she was a big proponent of um, naturopathic medicine and um, seeing, you know, um, nurse right. practitioner, like she was really 
she was really on the taking care of the whole with the whole. So let can we start getting into that conversation about what naturopathic mm-hmm. does for people? What is it? You know, like yeah, yeah, you know I got saying. you. <laughs> I got you, girl. Thank you very much. And um, <laughs> love, love when you know we're able to like. I'm sorry, I miss Doctor. Dr. Margaret, like Dr. Margaret says, you know, I think when we get into a state of mind where we feel like we have to, oh, we're, I'm, I got to be your only doctor. Oh, no. Like when I have my folks who yeah. come in and they're just like, oh, this is natural medicine. I haven't seen my doctor in six years. I'm like, hold on, step on the brakes. Cause what I'm going to recommend mm-hmm. to you is to follow up with your PCP. And have your annual exam because that's important because I want to know what your numbers are, because if I don't know, that means I can't give you the best recommendation. Right. I don't want to be out here batting in the dark. Like the more I can know, the better I can help you. So I'm going to refer them to psychologists. I'm going to refer you to your PCP, whoever it is, again, that needs to be a part of that team to make you feel your best. Is what I'm all about. Absolutely. So um, naturopathic medicine, our principles, holism, so treating the whole person. If we can prevent any sort of disease, let's do that. Um, Knowing Mm -hmm. that our body has the innate ability to heal itself is important in naturopathic medicine. So promoting that. If I can find out what's causing your chronic disease that you haven't been able to figure out for the last 25 years, that's what I want to do. So I can identify and I can treat the cause, right? Um, mm-hmm. If there isn't anything, you know, any recommendations, we can just wait and watch. So first doing no harm. And then last, but definitely not least, is the principle of what we call docere, which is um, doctor is teacher. So a lot of the podcast, the Instagram, the Facebook, um, the community talks, it's about getting the education out to people so that they're able to make, you know, changes, albeit they might seem small um, and very minuscule, but them small changes can make a ripple effect. So that's why, you know, the teaching part is really important for me because it allows people to make changes um, and, and to be able to maintain a, a better outlook on health. All right. So Dr. Micah. I okay, so I'm from the south also. Uh-huh. I'm from that deep south, Mississippi. Yeah. Growing up, it wasn't unusual for somebody to say something like, That girl is sick, go get something out of the cabinet. You know what I'm saying? Like it uh-huh. was it was definitely more of it wasn't until we got older, I think we went to more traditional medicine. Right. For the longest. It was definitely more of that chicken noodle soup type of living. Right. As far as something your grandmother and her mother and grandfather, they the traditional passed down the information on how to take care of each other. And right. I'm gonna be quite honest, even now my mother in law is very big in that, right? <laughs> like she the kid will get sick, Scott, my husband will say something to her in passing, and she'll tell him 
to go get something. Like, go get something, do this with that, boil it, cook it down, whatever, and then give it to her three days in a row and then see how she feels. So right. when did you think we started to get away from that? Because that seems to be more of the... Am I wrong when I say... Well, am I wrong in my thinking when I think of that being a little bit more naturopathic or is that too far over I one side? Yeah, I will say... Um... I will say this. So there are most certainly things, like you said, medicine, um, different, what we call, quote unquote, old wives tales um, regarding medicine and um, taking care of oneself. Right. So Mm -hmm. the cod liver oil for one, you know, girl, people would say, oh, my grandma used to make me take that cod liver oil. Yeah. Well, now we know, you know, cod liver oil is high in what we call essential fatty acids and they're essential because that means that we need them but the part that a lot of people don't understand is not only do we need them but we can't make them right. in our bodies and so we have to consume them from an external source and so grandma's cod liver oil that she was making you drink and swallow during the summer every day every day why every day <laughs> So I mean, days. I mean, but listen, that's anti-inflammatory. Yeah. That's helping your brain health, helping to support uh, serotonin and dopamine production, which are neurotransmitters that make us feel happy and loved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things, right, those kind of pillars of health, making sure that you drink enough water, right? <coughs> and we'll talk a little bit about lifestyle choices and, and modification. But I most certainly um, am one to say, you know, if there there are things that have been spoken down in your um, your familial line, most certainly, you know, listening to and taking those things into consideration. But I also want people to understand as well that everything that is called or deemed natural does not mean that it can't be harmful. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, say, for instance, if you have someone who is taking uh, a certain supplement, um, let's say, for instance, let's talk about, say, like a vitamin D, right? Mm -hmm. So you have someone who's taking vitamin D and they have kidney disease, right? Um, And they're taking oral vitamin D, but they're on dialysis, Um, And they're saying, well, I'm taking this vitamin D and it's going to help me, you know, with um, lifting my vitamin D levels. It's going to help me with my immune system. But folks who are taking or having dialysis, they can't activate vitamin D from an oral source. They have to have a different source of vitamin D um, in order to be able to use it appropriately. So it has to be an activated form. Okay. So just things like that, where I think naturopathic medicine can help people personalize natural medicine, make sure that it's safe, that they're using it so that it can be effective. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. You know, grandma's recommendations are key, um, but also knowing, too, that there can be some gray lines to where you just want to make sure that it's appropriate for 
that particular time and where you are at that time in your life. Hence the reason why you say and you concur with the statement of having a team, right? Oh, yeah. Having a team, that PCP, a primary care provider, who's drawing your lab, taking your lab works, and then you work together as a team for the betterment of the person. Right. So, Dr. Michael, I'm a brand new patient. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know nothing about naturopathic medicine, let alone acupuncture. All I know is my girlfriend's stomach has been hurting for years. And she said she came to you and you did some stuff to her. And now her stomach stopped hurting. My neck has been killing me. Right. Especially on the right side. I can't turn it the same way. I just want to an answer and I want to fix. Right. And so my follow-up is, when was your last annual exam? Have you had any imaging? Um, you know, what makes it better or worse? Mm-hmm. So we'll go through, and, and, and I talked about that team approach, and I talked about a PCP as if a naturopathic physician can't also sit as a primary care physician, because we can in those 22 <laughs> states where we are licensable. Um, so your in Washington state, for instance, your primary care physician can be a naturopathic physician. And so we would go through, like I said, all of those uh, questions. And then basically at the end of our intake, we come up with a plan that's going to work best for that person. So if that includes some new blood work, if that includes sending you out to get uh, imaging Um, If that includes maybe an acupuncture treatment that day, right, to help Mm -hmm. with that acute um, pain in your neck, then we could do that as well. Um, We can talk about diet. So things that are going to help reduce muscle tension. You know, is it stress? You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of us hold stress in our necks. Um, Is it because, you know, we're on an exhaustive number of Zooms or we're using our computers more than we have in the past? Two right. to three months, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, for me, it's just, I'm looking at every possible, um, I would say, every possible factor that can be creating this disruption um, in your musculoskeletal skin, uh, your musculoskeletal health. So, um, yeah, and all of those things make a difference stress, sleep, um, nutrition, uh, posture. And so, yeah, it'll be an an assessment. Uh, Typically, new patient visits run about 45 to 60 minutes long. Excuse me? Yeah, 45 (laughs) to 60 minutes long. Um, And so, and this is, you know, this is for me. And a lot of times, like, there's some of my acupuncture services that are covered by insurance, but naturopathic medicine consultations are cash base. So that allows us to be able to have more time, right? Because we aren't within the constraints of um, an insurance company limiting us to a five to 10 minute intake. So um, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that's the catch 22, right? Yeah. Um, The constraints of insurance Mm -hmm. and you would think to make people healthier because healthier people cost less right but with that insurance has it ha- let's be real insurance in the united states is a must yeah 
you have to you I mean because there's just we're all just one major medical incident away before it can ruin a lot of people financially oh yeah yeah absolutely but if you have the means to because I'm gonna be quite honest with you I've been really I, I as a dia have really been um the older I get and the more things are, are shifting, would mm-hmm. you say, internally, mm-hmm. I have been really um, starting to work myself more more to the naturopathic side of medicine. Right. But with that, you know, to your point, I, I notice a lot of naturopathic medicine doctors do not take insurance. Yeah. So it's a catch, right? Like you have to start thinking about investing to your overall wealth and health and wellness. Right. The same way you might have to invest in, you know, getting your hair done and getting your nails done or or going on a trip. Like that's how, now how we have to start thinking about our bodies overall um, because there's some expense that go along with it. And we have to be OK with it because it's for the better betterment of us overall. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I would say, when, you know, earlier when we talked about black women and if, you know, you know, how, how it was on the provider side versus the consumer side. I will say that I feel like as a whole, black women are looking to move the needle towards optimal health. And, mm-hmm. and I see them seeking support from naturopathic physicians or natural health providers in general. So I think um, where we've had a difficulty is that society as a whole needs to step up and lift us up, Right. As mm-hmm. women, because we've held this society up for the last 400 plus years. Yeah. And so when we talk about, you know, you know, maternal mortality, as it relates to um, African-American women, we're two and a half more times than white women to die, you know, due to childbirth. Like, that's just so crazy. It's crazy. Micah. Yeah. So we got to look at the systemic racism, the lack of access to care, quality care. Um, our increased incidences of preventable diseases. So all of yeah. those things, all of those things are going to be having an impact on our health. So uh, like I said earlier, I'm just happy to have all the tools that I have. I'm happy to be able to offer these resources, but you're, you're right. Like clients who, you know, aren't necessarily ready to move to invest in their health. Like I have some clients who will use, if you have it, you know, a flexible spending account sure. or health savings account. Um, but yeah, my goal is to not have you remain with me. That's where the teaching part comes in. I want you to learn and we're going to learn together who you are as a person. So that way I can give you the resources and the tools that I know that have been helpful and can be helpful for you. But long term, I, you know, I I don't want you to come see me. That's right. I want you to be equipped so that you know exactly how you need to approach this. Okay. My, my back is starting to hurt. Maybe you can come in for acupuncture a couple of times, but these are some things that you can do at home to help mitigate this issue in the future. You try it out. We work through it. Yeah, this actually works. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my goal is to just equip you, um, us figure out a plan that's going to work best for you. You go about your way, live your best life and come back when you just need a tune up. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about acupuncture. Yeah. Cause I want the tune up. for. It. I do want it. 
Because <laughs> I've had acupuncture in the past. Yeah. So I, I personally know. But let's talk about what it is, what it really is, i.e. the needles. Mm-hmm. I just found so fascinating. So me and acupuncture are now starting to get best friends. Best so can we talk about Oh, girl. I can't wait for y'all to open back up so I can get this neck taken care <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, we are... And I will say this, we are considered essential. It depends on the state. So we are still mm. considered essential. And I don't take the name of my practice lightly now, which is essential natural health. Um, but, you know, if you have, especially during the times that we're in, I've been open the entire time. Obviously, we've been taking measures um, to sanitize and things of that sort to make sure that we're ready to accept folks. But acupuncture is... It's amazing. Like it's thousands of years old. You know, our current medical system is a couple hundred years old. And so it's been around, you know, Um, it's proven. Um, We're just now, I would say over the last 20 to 30 years are starting to have what we call those double blind placebo um, studies, which is what medicine um, deems to be, you know, this is, this means that this is the gold standard. It actually works, but you know, you have a medicine that's a couple thousand years old and, you know, and has stood the test of time, then that's the, that's the most important double goal uh, standard. Double yeah. <laughs> that I need, you know? So um, there are a few different ways to think about acupuncture. So we can think about it or look at it from uh, the traditional Chinese approach, which is via the meridian system or channels. Right. And so the idea is, if there's any sort of pain, discomfort, or disruption in the system, that along those channels, there's some blockage, some blockage of energy where, again, we've probably heard the term chi is not able to flow um, freely, right? And so if you think about it, like somebody have an accident on um, 95, okay? The accident happens, you get a big pile up, People can't go past. If it's in the summer or any other time, people are getting out of their cars. They're angry. They can't get where they want to go. Think about that in the body, right? We have this disruption within that channel. And then we have a presentation of symptoms where the body is not happy. We get inflammation. We get pain. Mm-hmm. Um, we get disruption. And, and I don't want to minimize acupuncture to just pain management either because it is also Mm -hmm. helpful in um, women's health um, you know cardiovascular health endocrinology so we talk about diabetes so it can affect all of these different systems um, in that way of working by kind of regulating the flow of uh, chi in the meridians and so I'm sorry let's take it back a step you say diabetes oh yeah yeah i mean because you got to remember remember we talked about traditional chinese medicine as a system so we still we have acupuncture which if we're talking about diabetes it's going to help with supporting the endocrine system a lot of times with diabetes there's a stress component right Mm -hmm. and cortisol spikes so we've been able to see uh, pretty remarkable results in um, reduction in not just stress, but cortisol um, secretion with acupuncture treatments. You know, you'll have patients that'll come in, 
they're on the table for about five minutes or so. And you'll walk back in to check in on them. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I think I might have just fell asleep. Did I snore? <laughs> so, so it basically changes uh, the brain chemistry and changes, um, yeah, your, your health, like, right away, you know? And it's so funny. My client, um, she has been having um, numbness, tingling, pinched nerve right in her cervical. Mm-hmm. I think she's like C5, C6. I think that's anyway. So in her neck, essentially down one arm to the point that she can't do certain moves. Cause you know, it, it, it concerns her. So um, she, acupuncture was recommended. She goes to acupuncture. She says she will have, a, she first had the cessation of falling. Mm-hmm. And she she was in the room and she was like, I just felt like I kept falling and falling into this. Just I was just falling. And I was wondering, is that the body way of relaxing? Is that is that all you know, you know how people you you know when you get a massage, the masseuse will tell you, you know, we're releasing toxin. Mm-hmm. Is that the body releasing endorphins or what is going on? Have you heard of that? Is that a real thing? Oh and- yes, yeah, definitely real. Um and so so what happens <laughs> you it basically, um, your brain is turning over to that, what we call uh, parasympathetic system, right? So mm-hmm. sympathetic, you know, you have a bear walking into your bedroom. The first thing you're going to do is to try right. and run and get away, right? Yeah. And so that sympathetic nervous system is basically where most of us live on a daily basis mm-hmm. consistently, and so our bodies weren't made to hang out in sympathetic nervous system realms continuously. It was only supposed to be for emergency purposes. What happens in acupuncture is basically when we insert the needles, it flips the switch and moves us from that sympathetic nervous system being overriding and we move into parasympathetic nervous system. And so you go straight from fight or flight to rest and digest. Yep. And so some people will describe it as, oh my gosh, I feel heavy on the table. Like I can't lift myself off of the table. Um, But it's just like a deep relaxation. Yep. So let's talk to, so right now you're professional Dr. Michael talk right now, (laughs) right? You You can tell it. And you are, I know you personally, you are super chill. You are probably one of the chillest persons I've known. Yeah, thank you. I try to be. Yeah. I mean, girl, if that's you trying, you are accomplishing it 100% because you are super chill. So let's talk to, let's talk to our people real talk in the sense of you get home from work, you're tired. You got a million things you had to do at the office that wasn't done. You have a million things to do still at home. And before you even get home, you're doing a million things, right? right? You're picking up this, you're dropping off this, you got to go pick up somebody. You're just in a state. So that's your sympathetic, mm-hmm. right? That's that's part of the reason why the light turns red just before you get to it, you start cussing and fussing, right? right? Or your baby knocks over some water on the table and you're ready to flip the whole table over, right? right? 
or your boss says to you he didn't think that was a good email so you're always on and what it does internally is it is tearing your body up right because your your organs are having to work hard your hormones are pumping and just your body is just in overdrive and would you say would you say that well, you already said it. That's common in the Black women community, right? Because we have been for so right. long the keeper of the family. And when things were going downhill, it was our job. We took it upon ourselves to take care of the family, to uplift the family, and to make sure everything is working, much to the detriment of ourselves. And then we taught the next generation that's what a woman was supposed right. to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And now we're trying to reverse that in the sense of we ain't got to live like that. Yep. Yep. And I think, well, not, I want to rephrase that. Not think. I know, especially during this time, Mm -hmm. it can be difficult to implement those changes. But I will tell you this, that because we are in such close proximity to our core families, the kids are watching how we adjust. Um, our husbands or spouses or partners are watching and hopefully helping to support us during this time. But my kids, like, like you said, it's a lot in general that we've had to shoulder and uphold for so long. And now we have this additional stressor of just not knowing what's going to happen day to day with this current pandemic. And so I will say you know, like we talked about earlier, wherever you or whatever you can do to help support your physical, mental health is going to be important. But the other part, too, that I think people are missing is that they feel like they're obligated to make positive changes yeah. right now. And if what's going to help your mental health the most is not doing anything, then don't do anything. Like, don't allow again those same societal pressures to define what you should and shouldn't be doing like let's take this time to really look within ourselves and find out what do you like is there a hobby that you haven't explored or tried that you think you might want to seek out you know um is there a book or again a quiet space that you can create for yourself when everybody has either gone to sleep or before everybody wakes up, you know? And so being able to implement even these like little small pieces, like carve out time and space and energy for yourself is going to be important. And what we'll start to see is that when we're able and ready to do that, our kids will notice, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm doing exercise every day that I'm not going to the office And if my kids, Mm -hmm. they don't see it, they're like, oh, mom, did you do your workout video this morning? I was like, "Um, actually, I have not gotten to it yet. Coach said, get on the couch. But I I am, (laughs) and I thank you for keeping me accountable. Yes, come on. Come on, not paying bills, but asking all the questions. But, you know, I'm okay with that because that means that they're watching. They know that mom is trying her best to take care of herself. And therefore, that means take care of them more efficiently. And maybe they can tell the difference when mom works out. Hey, boo, boo, you need yeah. to work out because you're a little yeah. less, you know, 
triggered when you do, you know? And, and so when we are when we are talking to when we are talking uh-huh. to people, and I don't know about you, Dr. Michael, but I try not to so you know I'm on the fitness mm-hmm. side of this, right? Um, so I try not to overpower people, yeah. right? Or get too preachy yeah. with it. I try not to, right? Sometimes it happens and I'm like, damn, I should, you know, I went in too hard. But overall, what I try to do when it comes to the fitness side is I try to either, to your point, lead mm-hmm. by example, or I try to coax people over. Meaning, you might give me a little leeway to, to throw in a little nugget and then slowly start to pull you over to the side right. of fitness. Just so, because at the end of the day, it's, it's to benefit right. you. How is your approach? And if you were, if you're talking to someone who is, who is in need of help and they are not recognizing they're in need of the help, how are you talking to them to pull them over? Because I think there's a lot of people, hopefully, who are mm-hmm. listening, who would hear the way you talk to them and then would encourage them to go over to somewhere. Right and started start to reinvesting themselves and start taking care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. And I will answer it like this. Hey, y'all. No, there was not an issue with the audio of this episode with Dr. Micah. I'm actually um, breaking it into a two-part series as Dr. Micah and I were recording for a little over two hours. And I wanted to make sure that you stay fresh mentally and that you didn't zone out as Dr. Micah, like so many of our guests that's been on this show, was really dropping some good knowledge and it is important and I hope that you take heed. Um, And I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you this now. After my conversation with Dr. Micah, I really did set an appointment and had a televisit with her to discuss my neck, uh, to have that kind of conversation and start working towards what can I do as a dia to start taking better care of myself. Um, as I said in the episode, uh, this part one, I should say, I'm about to enter into my 40s and I know that there's going to be some life changing events that will happen sometime during this decade. And I want to enter into that space, the best version of a deal that I can. And working out alone is not going to help. Just that's just not going to, I shouldn't say it's not going to help. It's just not going to be the end all be all. But right about now, Dr. Micah has really started touching on the importance, and we've said it so many times, of listening to ourselves, to understand our body, seeking help, seeking a support team. And I I think right about now, you know you need it, and you know you go out and get it. So with that being said, we're going to end the show right now. I was super, uh, let me tell you, let me, let me just be a Negro. I was real proud of myself for sliding in and finding that little piece that says, and I'm going to tell you that like, I was real, I was really excited that that's how she um, entered into her answer to the question about how does she work skeptical? Is that the word? Skeptic folks? into more of the naturopathic side. Stay tuned. I'll be dropping a part two of our conversation within the next few days. I hope that you enjoyed what you've heard thus far. 
don't forget, do something new, do something fun, do something healthy. And that's the end. Bye.